I first of all just want to say welcome and thank you for taking the time to speak to me today. Um, the question I'm going to ask all my guests to start is, how are you, if you were to think about it on a scale of one to 10? So one being the best day of your life, you can hardly breathe from how happy you are, and one being the obvious, like, worst day of your life. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably say about an eight. I've got a lot of exciting good things happening right now in my life that keep me challenged but entertained. I wanted to first talk to you a little bit about the Good Human Factory. You started the organisation after your little sister um, had two friends that she lost um, to suicide in the space of a couple of weeks. Um, you guys are all about raising awareness about mental health, but fundamentally it's about being a good human. And I wanted to ask, what does being a good human mean to you? Being a good human to me, oh, in context to the business question, I'll answer it a little bit differently, but I always had this feeling inside, like I knew when I was doing something that wasn't aligned with my values and being a good human. And I, I almost, you have that little voice telling you like, hmm, that's, and I, it was almost my like, in a voice of telling me what was good and what was bad as a action or trait to do. And that's kind of the premise of the business where the name comes from. But like you said, being a good human when it comes to the mental health side of things, I just found when I'm being nice to people, when I'm doing nice things for people and when I'm taking care of myself and doing the little things right, the way that I'd define being a good human, my mental health is positively affected. I don't need to go and talk about anxiety, depression, um, suicide, and really use all of those key terms that come with the mental health industry. But if I can just work on myself and be the best human I can be, I know that's going to put me in a good mental health space and put me in a really nice part of the mental health spectrum. I think it's, I heard this quote um, and I've it's stuck with me for so long, but it's nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. And I think I love that one. Yeah, isn't it great? And we, I think we forget so much that it's actually like easy to just come from a place of empathy and be kind. Um, yeah. I think that's awesome. I wanted to talk about a little bit actually about your sisters because you've got three sisters. I do. And I, as a woman, and part of the reason I wanted to start this was because I don't know necessarily how best to support my male friends and the men in my life. Can you tell me a little bit about the impact that your sisters have on you and what you've learned from them and like how they support you? It's a very good and interesting question. Yeah, I've got three beautiful sisters, one older, two younger, all doing amazing things in life, very successful in their own ways. Um, yeah, I think growing up with three sisters and my parents are still together, so I had a very good upbringing. Just being around three girls, I think, grew a quite strong feminine energy in myself in the way that I'm super not aggressive. Like, I've never been in a fight in my life. Like, I very, very, very rarely raised my voice. So I think just growing up around girls gave me that ability to listen, to understand, and to gain perspective of women. So that gave me a I mean, I feel like it gives me a really good way to understand a little bit women a bit better maybe just because I have been around them so much growing up and in my life. But having my sisters around me has shaped who I am and I think just giving, I mean, coming back to your question is like giving guys the opportunity 
to just treat people equally. Like, I don't know. I just feel like because I've been in that environment, I do have a lot of guy friends. To be honest, I wouldn't even say I have that many like close girlfriends. Mm. But because I've got sisters, I feel like I've learned how to treat girls and get my fix of feminine energy just through having yeah a close relationship with my sisters and mom. What are some things that they do to support you because I think it's really important for women in this like mental health conversation with men to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to support the men in our Mm. lives but sometimes that can be quite hard to get people to open up I think I mean I kind of just thought of this but I think the main thing is with women for me I try and really focus on the best way for me to help my mental health is for me to help my mental health to do little actions and I think that comes with the stigma is like things like meditation and gratitude almost have a bit of a feminine energy and edge to them in society. So I think from a female perspective, just giving guys permission and being like, Hey, you should meditate. Hey, you should focus on gratitude. Hey, you should focus on kindness and really encourage the people, the men in your life to try these things that might be seen as feminine yoga, all these things, Like we need that flow of masculine and feminine going through us. Like we all have a bit of both in us. So I think just off the top of my head, a great way for women to support men is to encourage them to do things that might come off as feminine and be like, own that shit. Don't, you don't have to, you know what I mean? You don't have to always care that your mates think it's feminine. It's like, so what, if you get positive benefit out of it, do it. If it's good for you, do it. Like the opinions of others is, such a detriment to so many of our mental health and yeah the more i think women can support men in the way of saying like hey these things are cool these things are beneficial and i guarantee if you looked at the percentages of men and women for meditation yoga gratitude all of these really core fundamental things in my life when it comes to my mental health um yeah i think there still is that stigma for men to do these things so i think just the more we can continue to open that conversation up and the more women can encourage and give permission to the men in their life to do these things. um, Yeah. The big positive impact it'll have. Yeah. That's awesome. I do want to come back to gratitude um, and I will come back to it, but the next question that I have is sort of on this note, how do you, you've almost answered this, but how do you manage your mental health? What are some tips that you would have to someone, particularly men, um, on managing mental health, because I know you surf, so the ocean would be pretty fundamental to you. I know you meditate and practice gratitude. Um, what sort of other things do you do to manage your mental health every day? Oh, there's many things. Um, something that I've kind of worked on quite a lot with my psychologist and through my Good Human Factory program, like basically I'll give you the fundamentals of what I teach in my workshop is I've found that if I'm living it aligned with my values, kind of ties into like being a good human like these values for the five values for me if I'm living in alignment with these on a daily and weekly basis I know my mental health is going to be good and that's what I think too often we let our mental health slowly slide down the scale because life is almost like a treadmill dragging you to the end of like to, to dragging you towards mental illness but if we're constantly walking against it it's not wait until you're struggling then call for help which is what a lot of the times the mental health industry is based around here's the number to call here's the pills to take rather than encouraging people to build the prevention strategies which are enjoyable to do so the five things that i focus on are gratitude mindfulness empathy and kindness if i'm doing those four things on a daily and weekly basis, I know that my mental health is going to be good. And then my fifth one, which is I think the most important is responsibility. 
unless you're willing to take a bit of responsibility for what you're, what's happening to you in your life, what your mental health is looking like, then you can't expect something to change. And that's where the victim mentality does come out a lot in like mental health. And there is so many people struggling with some really chronic mental illnesses, which it is so important for um, to take pills and to go to down that route. But I think we're too, especially in Australia, we're the second most prescribed for any anxiety and any depression medication in the world per capita. I feel like we're not building the strategies and skills in young people. And we're just not encouraging people to take responsibility to go and find those skills. And it's getting to the point where it's too late for a lot of people. So yeah, my biggest tip would just be try and find little things that work for you and try and do them and build it into your routine because these things, there's so much science behind it as well. Now, like the science behind kindness, the science behind gratitude, the science behind mindfulness and meditation, there is a lot of data and science behind it. Yet I feel like the education around it is we're missing the point massively in school. So it, it comes back to the, as an adult, taking responsibility, finding these little things, trying to do these little things. Like if you are struggling with mental health, try and look up some, new ways to do it because it took me years to build my mental health routine i've mm. probably read 50 self-development books and i might use four of the, the skills out of four of them but i had to go through 50 to get there so a lot of the guys that i've spoken to and guy friends have sort of been open that there's almost like um, a barrier to being able to be vulnerable and to talk about their feelings and i guess we come back to that that conversation around masculine and feminine energy like talking about your feelings can be seen as something um, and vulnerability can be seen as a weakness rather than a strength, even though it's not, of course. How do you, who do you turn to when times get tough and how do you best support the men in your life? Who do I turn to? To be honest, I developed almost a good human factor in the program that I did because I find it very hard to ask for help. I think it's something common amongst all males, amongst all people. It's, it's difficult to ask for help it's a pride thing it's a stoic thing but that's kind of why I develop what I do and because of that it opens up a lot of conversations because anytime I tell somebody what I do it does open up a lot of conversations so for me like I'm lucky I've got like there's, there's some of the stats around like I think don't quote me on this but I did a workshop a few years ago and it's like one in three men in Australia say they don't have somebody they can talk to and then like one in like two of those don't have a single person like one in five think they only have one person to talk to and then one in 10 say they don't have a single person to like so there's some crazy stats about people not thinking that people that they can open up to but it's just I'm lucky I've got a very great group of people around me I've like worked closely with a sports psychologist I have an amazing support network so I like always have somebody that I can talk to and because I'm in the mental health industry I'm always talking about my feelings so <laughs> I'm very lucky but the best way I think I support my mates for one, now that I'm doing this kind of mental health journey, it does give people permission to open up to me. But my biggest tip would just be to listen, listen without judgment, listen without trying to fix and just, you don't need to offer advice. So often we just need to be heard. And that's where empathy, that's why empathy is one of the five that I mentioned before, because what seems like a big deal to your friend might seem like a small deal to you, but you have to, give them a space to chat, let them ex like chat to you and talk to you about what they're feeling and not try and be like, Oh, do this or fix it like this, because the way that you might fix it might be completely different and out of their reach. So it's just trying to really listen. That's the biggest advice I'll have for someone is that ability to listen without judgment is so powerful. 
my last question because I'm aware that we've gone over 10 minutes which I'm sure is going to happen every time I have a chat like this (laughs) (laughs) um and the so I always start the first uh first question I always ask is like how are you on a scale of one to ten and the last question I'm always going to ask is what are you most grateful for today so Cooper to finish off what are you most grateful for today Oh, I'm most grateful for today. Ooh, I do gratitude every day. Just as a whole, I'm grateful to have built a life where I can give back to people and that can be my work. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Nice. In a beautiful little bow. And the last bit <laughs> is um, just to finish off, how can we best support the Good Human Factory and what you do? Follow you on socials, but what else can we do? Yeah, I mean, check out the Good Human Factory on socials. Um, yeah, I do run workshops. If you want to learn more about that, check out the website. And then I'm actually running a massive giveaway right now. So anyone who buys merch for this month of July goes in the draw to win. I'm going to fly them to the Gold Coast and take them on a seven-day mental health road trip with me and a few of our like world champion wakeboarder, world champion snowboarder. And they get to come on a, they get to bring a friend and I'm going to bring them all on a road trip for seven days to work on their mental health and surf, wakeboard and skateboard and all expenses paid. And that's to try and drive funding to the merch on the website, which then goes towards making my workshops more accessible for schools because uh, I have I am set up as a business, not a charity, because setting up a charity when you're a 27-year-old pro surfer is a lot of work to juggle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so to make my workshops more affordable for schools, I do merch. So basically to drive sales, I'm doing this big giveaway because I want to give some people this ultimate experience. And yeah, offer something that other organizations can't offer because I have such a great network of athletes in the Good Human Factory now. We can, yeah, give people an experience that you can't really put a price on. So best way to support, buy some merch, wear it wow. proudly, some cool messaging on it. But yeah, always, hey. it's fun. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's why I came back to what I'm grateful for. To be able to create things that people can't create just because of the life I've lived is pretty special.